Hello there, and welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is, a weekly podcast that takes a look at popular songs of the past and dives into their history, their meaning, or any other things that might be of interest surrounding those songs. My name is Claude Call, and I'm starting to run out of gags for this bit. If you want to get in touch with me, well, the best way, likely, is to find me on Twitter at HowGoodItIsPod, or you can leave a comment on the website, HowGoodItIs.com where you can find some additional trivia, follow-ups, and other stuff that I found interesting. And don't forget to check out and follow the show's Facebook page, because that's where all the cool kids hang out. It's over at facebook.com slash ow, how good it is pod. You know, back in episode nine, if you're counting, we took a look at a bunch of hit songs that you probably didn't know were covers. I had fun doing that one and knew that I wanted to come back to that topic in the future. Well, over the past couple of months since then, it seems as though the covers just started leaping out at me, giving me another bunch of tunes to talk about. And let's start with... Cindy Lauper, who is uh, the artist who brought Girls Just Wanna Have Fun to the pop charts in 1983. This song and the video that accompanied it feels like its own microcosm of 1980s culture, doesn't it? The girls started dressing like Lauper, videos took on a different flavor, and the song became a kind of anthem for empowering women in the 80s. However, this girl power song was written by a man. Robert Hazard wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun in 1979, about four years before Lauper recorded her version, and it's pretty much an artifact of its time, right down to the rather chauvinistic lyrics. See, when Hazard originally wrote it, he wrote it from the standpoint of being fortunate that he was a man who was just surrounded by these girls who want to have fun. Fun meaning having sex with him. Lopper said in a Rolling Stone interview that she was the one who changed the song's lyrics to make it a little bit more empowering for women. And by the way, check out the video which features Cindy Lopper's real-life mother, Katrina, and that's pro wrestler Captain Lou Albano as her father. Albano also appeared in the Time After Time video. Led Zeppelin's Dazed and Confused is an interesting title for this song considering the story behind it. Guitarist Jimmy Page was a member of the Yardbirds before he was in Led Zeppelin, and while that band did perform Dazed and Confused in their concerts, the only recording of this song comes from a live performance they did for BBC Radio. Been dazed and confused for so long it's not true Wanted a woman never bargained for you Lots of people talking, few of them know Soul of a woman was created below So when the Yardbirds broke up in 1968 and Page assembled Led Zeppelin, he told the band, this is a number I want us to do, and he played a few riffs from the song. Robert Plant came up with a new set of lyrics, which were much bluesier than the original words, and it was the second song recorded for Zeppelin's first album. However, the song didn't start with the Yardbirds. Singer-songwriter Jake Holmes had written and released the song on his album, The Above Ground Sound of Jake Holmes, a year earlier. In August of 1967, Holmes opened for the Yardbirds at a gig in New York's Greenwich Village. 
According to Holmes, that was the infamous moment of my life when Dazed and Confused fell into the loving arms and hands of Jimmy Page. When the song appeared on Led Zeppelin's eponymous debut album in 1969, Holmes was aware of it at the time, but he didn't follow up on it. He later said, in the early 1980s, I did write them a letter, and I said basically, I understand it's a collaborative effort, but I think you should give me some credit and at least some remuneration, but they never contacted me. Finally, in June of 2010, Holmes brought suit against Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page for copyright infringement, claiming to have written and recorded Dazed and Confused two years before it appeared on Led Zeppelin's debut album. In court documents, Holmes cited a 1967 copyright registration for Dazed, which was renewed in 1995. The case was ultimately dismissed with prejudice in January of 2012. Think about that, just a few years ago, after the parties reached an undisclosed settlement out of court the previous fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. Okay, let's jump forward into the 90s. 1993 was the year that Salt and Pepper and Envo got together and recorded What a Man, which went to number three. The video for the song is kind of fun and kind of sexy and features a cameo by Tupac Shakur, who nearly missed the shoot because he'd been arrested the day before. Fortunately for him, the charges were dropped. And while En Vogue did re-record the song on their own later on with rewritten lyrics so it could be used as a segment on Monday Night Football, that's not the cover. In fact, this 1993 version is the cover. The song was originally recorded by Linda Lindell and was mostly improvised by her along with the session musicians at Stax Records back in, are you ready for this, 1968. So if it sounds like salt and Pepper made a pretty faithful cover, you'd be right. They did a lot of sampling of Lindell's version to make theirs with the rap overlays. Incidentally, according to Lindell's biography, the song got the attention of none other than the Ku Klux Klan, who threatened Lindell because she was a white woman associating with black musicians. As a result, she quit the music industry for about 25 years. But here's the big one for this time around. Aretha Franklin's Respect was a number one song for her in 1967 and placed at number five on Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 of all time. And coming over 20 years before Cyndi Lauper, it's got its own version of girl power in it. But guess what? Aretha's version is the second cover of the song that was recorded and released. Let's get the first cover out of the way before we talk about the original.
Shortly before Aretha Franklin's version came out, a Long Island-based band called The Vagrants released this version of the song. Their timing couldn't have been worse, because Aretha's version came out immediately afterward and buried this one, and The Vagrants broke up shortly afterward. However, two of the band's members, Felix Papillardi and Leslie West, formed the band Mountain. Which managed to make an impression on the rock landscape with the best-known cowbell in rock and roll, at least until Saturday Night Live came along. Mississippi Queen. But the song Respect originated uh, two years earlier with its writer Otis Redding, and Otis's version had a very different flavor to it. And what you need, baby, you got it. All I'm asking for the respect when I come home. Hey, hey, hey. So while Aretha's version was a very empowering demand for respect coming from a strong, confident woman who knows that she's got what her man wants, Otis Redding's lyrics are a little bit more reflective of a desperate man who will do anything his woman wants, even if she does him wrong, so long as he gets respect when he brings the money home. And let's face it, respect probably has an extra meaning in that context. Despite this, the verses stay mostly the same, with the roles reversed, as in when I come home, as opposed to when you come home. But the real turnaround in the focus came with two additions that Aretha Franklin made. The first, of course, was this. And the other edition was this. According to engineer Tom Dowd, the R-E-S-P-E-C-T part was the idea of Aretha Franklin's sister Carolyn, and the repeated Sakatumis were Aretha and Carolyn, sung by them along with Aretha's other sister Irma. In an interview on NPR in 1999, Aretha said, Some of the girls were saying that to the fellas, like, sock it to me in this way or sock it to me in that way. It's not sexual. It was non-sexual, just a cliche line. The song was such a huge hit that Otis Redding basically said the song was all hers now. At the Monterey Pop Festival that summer, in fact, he playfully described uh, Respect as the song that a girl took away from me, a friend of mine. This girl, she just took this song. And that's it for this edition of How Good It Is. You know, I just noticed a little theme going on here. I mean, yes, they're all cover songs, but they're also covers where the meaning of the song got changed around in the cover, and that appears to be the thing that made it a hit. Go figure. I guess that's my uh, con- my unconscious mind at work there. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at howgooditispod. And you can also check out and follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash howgooditispod. Or you can check out the show's website, howgooditis.com. And I'll forward a few extra bits for you there. Next time around, we're going to discover how good it is to crack open a jar of Lady Marmalade. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you then. Mm-hmm.